Hello, and welcome to 7th Level Bardcast. My name's Jason, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Jared and Michael. Today we're going to cover the topic of retcon. Let's get into it. Jared, Foundation. I feel like we should retcon this entire episode already. <laughs> what am I, a dog? Jared, Foundation, <laughs> go. Do. Do thing, now. <laughs> Sorry, I Me thought Jason. that would sound funny to start off with. <laughs> and I knew it would just catch you off guard because you don't expect me to send it over to you that fast. Sorry, I, hello I, everyone. If, if it was a complete, <laughs> you know, introduction, sure, or even just a <laughs> sentence, but not just, Jared, foundation, now. <laughs> hello everyone. Today we're going to talk about retconning. And, well, keeping you know, all that in, that's not going to be retcon. Giving it, giving it a meaning in gaming, and to cover that meaning, here's Jared with our foundation. So, we're going to be talking about retcon, or as Jason's going to be terming it, and he will always use this term, he's such a fucking stickler for it, is retroactive continuality. Continuity. And that's basically... Fuck, he's right. <laughs> Continuity. <laughs> Moving on. I didn't say anything wrong. This is driving me to pray. <laughs> it's a term we use in gaming, and it started from com- comics, actually. And what it means is to go back and to change an instance and then continue forward with that change. And it's usually used in role-playing games has something like, I completely forgot this character was in the party. Here are some things that he did during the journey. Or, I didn't know I had this ability. Last turn I would have used it, so can I have used it? Obviously, especially with the topics that we've been hopping on about building a better relationship, we have to talk about this. And so that is how we're going to do so. Okay. Super easy. No, uh... Sinking ship involved this time. Good job. So, basically... I don't know about you, but I think the whole continuity error in the very beginning was pretty sinking ship. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I believe that Jared should be retconned from this episode. <laughs> when you guys listen to this, if Jared's voice is removed or we have just long pauses of no one talking, you'll know why. <laughs> Isn't that what happens every episode? Yeah, we have to stick with that continuity. Consistent continuity. Uh, That consistency, as Michael would call it. (laughs) We have to do something and make it a continuality. (laughs) I don't even know what I said anymore. What did I first say? I want to... No, I'll listen to it later. Okay, move on. Anyway, I've split retconning into two groups, and that is... Narrative retcons and mechanical retcons. Michael, would you like to talk about narrative retcons? Of course I would. As the definition implies, a narrative retcon is used for the narrative. It is often something that comes along and helps the GM as a tool to make an alteration to maybe a a misspoken name or a fact that was missed in a previous session. And it'll help keep the continuity moving forward so that the narrative stays very consistent. 
players also have an opportunity to do this when they're talking about something that pertains to their their character, be it a background element or the name of their dog or uh, somebody that they've met before, something that helps in their narrative that might have been misspoken or led down a different pathway. And they can come back and go, I think we need to alter this just a little bit so that it makes more sense in the context of the narrative. Unfortunately, if you don't catch some of these things at the moment that they happened or uh, soon after the event, it's hard, almost impossible to change the narrative once you've moved forward a certain pace. So in an example, say the players have come into an area of town and you've given them the name of a few NPCs that exist there and you've given a name to this particular shop owner and the next time they come into that part of town and they go to that shop owner, you've written it down wrong or you gave them the wrong name. You can make an alteration to the narrative right then or you can just change the character's name to whatever they have written down or remembered. That's not too difficult. But if it is something that has affected them in their narrative, it might be difficult for you to go back and retcon that after a certain point. For example, if you've given them several clues leading them towards an NPC as the culprit behind a a crime or an issue that they are facing, and then they get to that point and find that person and you've made the mistake of leading them to the wrong person, it's difficult to change it now because you've already laid out all these clues, pointed right to this person, and that's not the person you intended. At that point, I think it's just better off to go with the flow of the narrative and make a slight change to your notes and move forward and try not to retcon that because it's near impossible. Yeah, I think... There are uh, like several situations um, that can come up in that same area. I, yeah, you know, you use the um, the names. I think that's probably one of the most common ones, especially for those of us who don't take notes on all of the names, especially the ones that are improvised um, during something. If you, you know, they run into an NPC that uh, you weren't expecting them to, uh, a lot of times you forget to write down names for them. But I think that. A lot of times that retcon, whether or not you use it in a narrative, is kind of an on-the-spot judgment. Like, you're going to determine right then and there, you know, is this something that just happened? Or, like, is it going to go back several sessions or several scenes? Or, you know, how much uh, material is it going to affect if I do a retcon on this? Uh, Like... Is it going to take us way back or is it going to cause multiple corrections or are we just like messing with gameplay now? Like, are we spending a bunch of time on something that isn't important or, you know, we can just say, oh, blah, 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 you know, fix the problem really quickly and then just move forward in those situations where it's an easy fix. Go ahead and retcon, go back, you know, oh, let's fix this real quick. If not, use your improvisation skills and uh, move it forward that way. But, man, I have to say I'm really struggling to come up with any solid examples. Uh, so, 
I can throw out some. Yeah, I was going to say, Jared, if you got something, please help my sinking ship. Oh, is this what it feels like? <laughs> Gurgle to be the <laughs> rescuer. <laughs> wow. Anyways, <laughs> some examples might be you've set up an encounter. Uh, let's say that your gang of hoodlums, who are players, are capturing some vehicles and are in a high-speed chase. And you initially planned one of the vehicles to have a bomb in it as an added complication. And you just remember that as they lost the police chase and they're about to head home, you realize, oh, they never dealt with the bomb. But then, as you bring it up, players go, well, we looked, for, we looked over the vehicles. We've been on the vehicles these entire, this entire time. You're telling us we didn't notice this at all? Why not? Like, we've made rules to figure this out. What's going on? No, you just... And the implied is that you're pulling it out because they successfully escaped from the police. And as we've been trying to harp upon in the last few episodes about trust between players and GMs, that's can be very easily manipulated as retcons because you forgot about it. You didn't tell them about it when they searched the vehicles. You didn't tell them uh, any. You didn't give any hints about ticking. You didn't. You didn't give them any information about it because you had forgotten. So in fact, you've already kind of told them that there's not a bomb, and to suddenly reintroduce the bomb is a retcon in and of itself. And it's not always fair to the players, and they will pick up on it sometimes and not trust you because of that. So you kind of might want to introduce it or just say, I forgot about it and be honest, or you can just not mention it and let it fall aside. It's really a on-spot decision that kind of depends on your personality and the player's personalities. Is that a good enough example? Yeah, it will, and... I've had that happen where I've had a situation that's like, oh man, I totally forgot this thing. And my players would never know about it because I, in my head, go, that's not worth retconning. It's not worth mentioning. You know, let's just move past it. And, you know, my mistake, I didn't get to include that element. Or, you know, they didn't, you know, they got past it because I forgot about it. So I'll just move forward. So yeah, I really weigh out the how heavy is that that retcon? Like how heavy is that material to the scene? And if it's something that can seriously affect what just happened and you have to go back and add that in, don't it's not worth it. It's not worth the time. I would actually also say that another thing that heavily weigh into this, especially in that last example I just gave, is the mood of the players themselves. As I mentioned, some players might almost feel as if you're just adding a new obstacle because they successfully escaped the first one, and you, they, you wanted it to be harder, and they don't appreciate that because it's kind of taken away from their victory. But other people might be like, hey, this was really easy, and they might enjoy having a new complication that they have to figure out. So it is really about identifying with your players and identifying with the current mood of the session. And sometimes you can improvise a way to reintroduce those things. Like, you don't have to just, oh, I forgot about the bomb. Well, now there is a bomb. Instead, they get away and then say, oh, there's some steam pressure underneath 
the road, and it's caused a collapse, a sinkhole, in front of you. And now there's another obstacle. You still kind of have some of that danger of having to pull aside if the bomb's purpose was to slow them down or whatnot. You can reintroduce things in a new light without having to actually retcon. Yeah. I think that's what I was talking about when I was talking about improvisation in the notes. Is Yeah, like find a way to reintroduce it or give it a new element um, without actually having to retcon. Michael? And if it's an element that you feel like maybe this is not the right time to introduce it, put it back in your notes and save it for another time because yeah. all good elements in a story can be used at a different time. If you come up with an NPC that you were dying to introduce at a certain point, but you missed an opportunity, don't rush back to retcon it to bring that NPC into it. Just save that NPC for another time or that story element. And the narrative will provide you with an opportunity to bring them in. So I would say that there are times when it feels like you should retcon, but maybe just move past it and improvise those elements into the story down further down the road now this this comment here isn't exactly about retconning um but you did make me think of it and i I, the what makes me think of it is i actually do this quite often where i see an opportunity to introduce something that i may have planned down the line but it's like oh it's gonna fit in better right here and I'll just throw it into the, the throw that NPC in or throw in that little element. Um, I don't know what you would call that, like pre-conning. <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, I just thought that was uh, something to add on to what you just said. Well, you're you're actually being re- rather than retroactive, you're being proactive. You're proactive. moving an element from further down the road to the moment that you're in, and you're improvising your narrative to fit better with that rather than waiting. So I think you're being a little more proactive in that stance. My opinion on that is uh, another tangent that it's more of a set piece or a module piece that just needs certain conditions rather than a... Yeah, like a chia pet. Yeah, sure, like a chia pet. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) <laughs> Michael, you want to call it a chia pet? It's a chia pet. Uh, okay, I just well, wanted uh, to throw that in. Just that was a board I was going to use, and I just fucked Just me. to see how quickly I could throw you off track. I was already struggling, and then you just... I was a dying like man a bleeding pet. out of the sidewalk, <laughs> and you just walked up and kicked me in the head and gave me a concussion. That's what happened there. <laughs> hey, I do this to have fun. We have fun here. <laughs> so yeah i think that pretty much covers narrative i mean there's not a lot a whole lot to add into that i mean just you know weigh your weigh it weigh it out and decide you know is this worth retconning and i i think it's it, it's pretty obvious when you think about like okay how much material am i gonna have to change if i retcon this and by doing that uh you could really make a quick decision on whether or not to retcon um, so with that, Jared, would you like to uh, lead us into a conversation on mechanical retconning? Yes. So we just talked about how much material and all that. 
And that can actually be abstracted to both of these categories, but I'm going to leave that more to the narrative. And for mechanical retcons, we're going to focus on mechanical problems, obviously. So, forgotten rules, things like you fucked up on the timing, things like where... Shit, I was going to say something else. Anyways, I can't remember it, so we're just going to move on. I'm not very rememberful today. Rememberful. Vocabulary challenge today. (laughs) For rules, let's say, for example, somebody forgot that they had a... For D&D, they forgot they had this ring of protection that gave them plus two AC for a combat. And because of that, they've taken several hits that they wouldn't have. You can go back and try and edit out all that uh, HP to make sure that it's correct and that, you know, the D- the hits didn't go through or whatnot. Or you can just basically move on and say, hey, after the fight, as you're bandaging up your wounds, you realize they weren't as deep as you thought. Go ahead and take uh, 15 HP back. And just generalize it and try to give them a bonus or a effect that eliminates the harmful aspects of the retcon or the mistake without having to retcon it. The other option is a lot more problematic, in my opinion, because as Jason was mentioning and hoping on earlier, the material is just i do words good mm-hmm. immense the material is immense and so it's best just to forgive the debt and try to recompensate in some other way rather than going through all the details looking through all the rule books or whatnot move forward keep the game in pacing and have fun yeah Anything to add? Uh, yeah, so uh, one of the things that you just made me think of is you could easily say, you know, oh, uh, we forgot the rule on this. You look it up. Uh, so-and-so will take their turn and we'll retcon it um, when you figure out the answer, right? Yeah. Like, well, that's a possibility. But I think if you're going to carry forward with gameplay, you're better off just being like, okay, figure out what it is. Next time we'll get it right. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on this one and let's just move forward. I think... There are certain situations mechanically that can be retconned, but for the most part, you're going to retcon off of something that's immediately fixable. So if someone says, hey, uh, I forgot to add my uh, two extra AC that I have on this, and you're figuring out damage for you know that particular hit, you could be like, oh, okay, that hit doesn't happen, so I don't need to finish the damage. Uh, we'll just move forward. But if we're talking about three rounds later and you're like, hey, I forgot about the AC. It's like, oh, well, you now have that damage. But, you know, I'm going to give you a bonus going forward against this opponent or whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, you talked about that. But, I mean, that's just, like, use common sense when you're doing that. Like, if it's, like, ridiculous and... Like, as a player, just like, oh, well, I totally forgot that AC a while ago. Don't even mention it. Just be like, all right, I'm going to use it going forward. I'm not going to make my GM stress out about whether or not I should be taking that damage from three rounds ago. But, yeah, that's 
Mechanical can be a little tricky, but I think it really just comes down to um, being honest with your players and being on with your, with your GM and being like, hey, I forgot this, but I'm not worried about it or whatever. Yeah, I would actually like to add uh, or change one of the awards. And rather than being honest, I think it's more about just being forgiving because we're all here to have fun. We're not trying to beat each other usually. We're not trying to win or whatnot. We just want to have fun and so just let it go and this goes for either gm or player like just if there's a problem and it needs to be fixed usually instead of retconning it's almost always better to find a new solution within the narrative or use a mechanical benefit to help forgive the debt rather than to go back and edit the history. Michael? I think that there is something that's very important from all of the things that you guys have covered so far when it comes to mechanical retconning, and that is make notes or make changes to character sheets so they have the ability to write down these rules so they're not forgotten again. If there is an opportunity for, for example, in D&D, if somebody casts the spell Aid, allow the, the players to write that down and make note of it so that they remember and it's not missed and you're not having to retcon that. Um, if it happens once, try to prevent it from happening again. So give them the opportunity to make notes. Make notes yourself. That way, those rules will not really mess you up again. And the second thing that I would like to say is when it comes to mechanical rules, if it is not something that is just holding up your narrative, you have every right to say, I don't think that we're going to worry about that. Uh, you guys have talked about maybe pushing the narrative back into it and giving them an, a reason in the narrative to kind of ignore that for the moment. But there's nothing that says you have to hold steady to every rule in every situation. So I'm a big proponent of ignore the rules when you need to get rid of them for a moment. I wanted to touch back on that first one that you were talking about. Because I am someone who is incredibly forgetful about, you know, situational rules. You know, if I get a bonus for this, if I get... One of the things, I, I'm not sure if you guys remember, one of the things I did with one of my... Um, dice boxes that I made for myself was I put little holes for little flags that I could put into them that would say like, you know, plus to AC from a bless or like I would give myself like a reminder that stood out so that I could see it when I went to go roll because if I didn't have it right there in front of my face, I was going to forget. And the other thing that you can use as a player to remind you, or as a GM, you know, I mean, if you want to remember all these things, there are lots of apps for the devices that will track all of this stuff for you. And we've also talked about, like, Roll20. Those things are really good at keeping track of all of the little rules that might um, happen during um, specific situations. So those things can be helpful to not having to be in a situation where you have to retcon if it really is a problem. Anything you want to add on that? 
No, I think I think game aids and having the ability to remind yourself is always a helpful thing, and it should never be frowned upon. But put it out there for your players to pick up on it. They may not think about it. So that also transitions into the second thing that I wanted to talk, or the next thing that I wanted to talk about, which was um, I think if you have something. I have an example particular in mind, but I'll talk about that in a second. If you have something that's happening over and over, and it's like everybody's forgetting it, everybody's not using it, it's not messing with the gameplay too much, then just go ahead and remove that rule and don't worry about it and don't harp on yourself for it because obviously it's something that's not messing too much with gameplay and it's not on anybody's mind. You don't need it. Like... So, my example on that is the harm in uh, the Forge in the Dark. And that is, you know, when you take harm, you have, you know, a reduced effect or you have a negative dice. We forget about that way more often than we remember it. And it really doesn't hinder, like, I think bad dice rolls do more damage than anything associated with actually having those those bad things i think if anything you keep the third one where you need help if you've taken a severe injury so everybody knows that but outside of that i really don't think it's that necessary of a mechanic for our group because it hasn't really been an issue in the past so any thoughts on that one yeah that's just one of those little rules if uh you are forgetting about it if it's really not having an impact of you forgetting about it then just let it go just kind of let it slide out the door and and not pay attention to it. It's nice that it's there for those that want to actually use it and remember to use it, but it's not really going to destroy your game if you push a little rule like that to the side. And so on your second thought, if you can just ignore something to keep things moving forward, I've been over this over and over and over. I'm always going to do that. Because I like to keep things smooth, flowing, forward. Like, let's keep going. Let's move past this. If you come to a mechanic that's causing a problem in that situation and, you know, you don't have an answer right there, just move forward past it. You, no need to retcon it if you don't have to. There are definitely ways to move past it. So, Yeah, no need to use encumbrance. <laughs> <laughs> so... Jared's already talked about this, uh, but I think we want to maybe cover it a little bit extra. And that is um, what retcons can do to build trust between the GM and the players, um, which is something that really we wanted to discuss in in this episode. Uh, I think one of the other things that we wanted to discuss also is uh, making peace with the mechanics. Oh, now we're going to use that term? Huh? No, you didn't necessarily talk about it like in those terms in our last episode, but it is something that um, I was thinking about as I was writing notes. But sort of what we mean by that is just finding a way for the mechanics to work for you. And I think, you know, when we talk about retconning, we're talking about how does that situation, in that situation, how do those mechanics work for you? Benefit. So, yeah, yeah. You as a GM and you as a player, how does it benefit the shared narrative that you guys are having? Um, and if it doesn't, then, you know, make peace with getting rid of it. Make peace with using it as much as not using it. Uh, that's something that I think ties into what we were just talking about. 
But as far as building trust between the players and the GM, we got to talk about how retconning can hurt the game situation. Well, I think one of the ways that can really hone the trust is when it's not understood. And that's exactly what I kind of gave an example of earlier. If you forgot a if you forgot a object or an objective or a hindrance or whatnot, suddenly trying to reintroduce it can easily feel as if the host of the game is trying to take away a victory or take away and harm the player's positioning in some way. And so you really have to be careful about how you retcon things. And just try... My biggest... My biggest thing for this is really just be honest. Say, I forgot this. I want to add it back in. Is that okay? And if people go, well, I mean, that's kind of shitty. No. Then just go, okay. And move on. If they say, yeah, sure, whatever, then, of course, you can easily add it back in and just kind of forgive that it wasn't noticed before. Also, this is not just about the GM. Players can easily do this as well by, like, searching their character sheet for a way to get out of a narrative problem, realizing they fucked up three turns ago, and then being ardent about the GM fixing that for them so that they don't suffer in their current situation. That's also a really easy way to break trust with your GM or even your fellow players. Because if I see a player doing that, even if I'm a player, I'm like, eh, that's kind of shitty, man. That's kind of scummy. It's not uh, in the spirit of the game. So you really have to be careful with retcons, and I think that's really why, over the course of this episode, all of us have really been leaning away from using them and using instead improv or compromise of some other kind, because they're just so easily misunderstood or manipulated, and it just really breaks the contingency of the game, it breaks the flow of the game, it really moves things around. So you really have to be careful with them. That's not to say that you can't use them for good. That's not to say that they can't be good. Sometimes, like I said, you remember that something's supposed to be harder than it was, and people like that because they didn't feel challenged. Sometimes it's a good way of saving a character because you don't want to see them die. But even when they're used like that, I still feel as if they're being misused. And that just might be my personal opinion. But I do really feel as if... Um, I, I was going to say that I feel as if it's a great way to breed mistrust, but now I'm also just feeling like over this episode and the episode two weeks ago, I'm just talking about my trust issues. <laughs> so, you know. So, on that point, Jared, let me ask you a question. In, in a recent... Sure. <laughs> in a recent L5R game, I came to the realization that I had forgotten to introduce a particular NPC who, based on formal rules, should have entered the particular castle before you, the characters did. I had forgotten that when I was telling the story the week before, but when we came back, I said, all right, guys, I, I need you to trust me for a moment, and if you're okay with this, 
I would like to say that this particular NPC, whose status is much higher than yours, actually went into the castle first. If you're okay with that, then we'll just retcon that that happened. We won't, we won't have to worry about playing it up, but I'm going to slide it in here. Did you feel like that was something that you could accept more because of your trust in my in, in, in me as the GM? To be honest, the main reason why I was fine with that one is because there was no repercussions or consequences or even story involved with that retcon. It was just literally, hey, we want to... I want to remind everyone this character exists because I forgot them. We'll have them enter and leave before you. It's not going to affect anything. We can go back to your stories now. Unfortunately, before we... Jason, let me finish. Remember your thought, though. Unfortunately, even as you did that, I actually did feel bad because I would have been... The person entering before us... And how they would have interacted coming out and talking to us, or how that person would have interacted with us knowing that that person of higher status was alongside us. I feel like that would have developed the story with a bit of a different nuance. And I think I would have appreciated that story more with that nuance. So I did actually feel bad that we had missed out that opportunity. But because there was no effects that... Trust didn't come into it. Had I not introduced that NPC in that fashion, the story could have taken a much different turn beyond what you're talking about. But you're right. It would have had a little a little effect on your players seeing him come out of there. But had I not introduced him at all, there could have been huge conflicts been between the NPCs, and that could have changed your story entirely. Which is what I was trying to avoid. And then I would have been a bit annoyed because we had that person with us. We had him there for a reason. And that would have been a bit of a betrayal of trust, even though I knew that it wouldn't be on purpose. It would still exist. You are correct. Jason, do you remember what you were going to say? Yes. I'm actually glad that Michael asked that question because um, one of the things that I got in the habit of doing is if I were to retcon something, most often I would retcon it at the beginning of a new session. And the reason I would do that is because I'm not impeding game flow. And if I introduce something that somebody's like, hey, well, this is how I would deal with that situation differently in that, you know, if that were the case, then we can talk about the retcon at the beginning of a session, and we're not impeding gameplay because gameplay hasn't started yet. So I feel like it's a little bit more of a comfortable area to to do a retcon is at the beginning of a session. Go ahead, Jared. Uh, to that point, I very I vehemently agree because you can go in depth. You can even go if a player goes, "Hey, I would have actually interacted in this way with that person." You can even do a little short scene. And have that scene be kind of a flashback inserted into the uh, narrative. So doing it at a time when you guys can't arrange for it. Like, it doesn't have to be in the very beginning. You can say, hey, we're going to end 30 minutes early because this next part's going to take an hour. However, I've realized, uh, I realized an hour ago that I fucked up. Hey guys, this is what could have happened. Is everyone okay? And then you can actually have a conversation 
about it rather than just trying to go in the middle of combat going, oh yeah, I forgot that this player is here or this NPC is here too, so he's going to start taking turns now. And then just moving on immediately without giving any more in-depth or anything like that. It's very jarring when that happens. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And I think the other thing that it made me think of too is that uh, mechanical... Um, situations where I didn't retcon something mechanical, but it was a problem that we had with a mechanic or something I noticed or something I forgot. Those are also ones that I introduce at the beginning of a new session where it's like, hey, uh, we forgot this mechanic. Let's, you know, remember it this time. Or, hey, I looked up the rule that we had all forgotten. Here's that rule. I think the beginning of the session, you get to cover a lot of that stuff. And so I like to include that in a list of stuff that I want to talk about in the beginning of a session. So, Michael, any thoughts on that? Actually, I, I was thinking about something Jared had just mentioned, which brought up to my mind the concept of flashbacks. We, we play a lot of Blades in the Dark games, and we use flashbacks as part of the system, and that mechanic actually helps with some of the the narrative issues that we have, and sometimes that mechanic can help us retcon some situations. That's not exactly what it was designed for, but sometimes it can help, where you say, oh, I decided that I'm going to do this because I already had it planned for the mission. I'm going to do a quick flashback. And I think because that mechanic is there, it can help as a GM and as a player to hold a greater understanding of how much you trust each other to play with that that mechanic. And I think that helps build some of those uh, moments when you have more trust in each other. Yeah. Funny thing about that mechanic that I'm thinking about now, too, is it gives you a weird indirect feedback of the host of the game opinion of what you're doing. Because if they give you a low-stress... It's almost like they encourage or agree with what you're saying. Or if they give you an, a, a larger stress, it's like they're they're like, okay, that's a bit of an improbability, but, you know, it's fine as long as you pay for it a bit. So it's a weird, like, almost uh, rate this uh, retcon one to five <laughs> mechanic. <laughs> yeah, how, how likely are you to have really thought about that as your character? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. For me, I'm like the opposite, where I almost never want to assign stress to something because it's like, yeah, well, it's obvious. That's obvious. That's obvious. But it's like sometimes I'm like, yeah. okay, I need to apply stress to this, or my people are going to be flashbacking everything. But um, yeah, actually, I thought about that. That is a great mechanic that is very close to retconning without you know constantly retconning. Uh, it's kind of set up so that you don't have to retcon as much or maybe you can get out of a retcon by using a flashback instead there's just one last thing that i want to talk about and that is really quickly like if you're gonna retcon something and it has an effect on the whole group just make sure that everybody agrees to the retcon or at least sees the necessity for it maybe they don't agree exactly how you're doing it but they see like oh why it's necessary just like Jared said with your retcon, like he was disappointed um, that he didn't get that interaction, but he was still happy that it was happening. So, you know, it still saw the necessity of why you were doing it then. That's just as much an agreeance as, you know, someone who's like, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that you hit it right on the head. I, I like the, the words, everybody agrees, so that we connect that back to the idea of building trust between the group. If everybody participates in understanding, then everybody will uh, feel more a part of the decision-making process, and that shared narrative idea comes into it, and trust is built inside the group. So I think that's that's a pretty key part to what we're talking about here. Yeah, you never want to retcon something in between sessions with only one player and just go to a session and just tell them how you and a pl- single player have decided upon something <laughs> in the past being changed. <laughs> like, honestly, the only time it's acceptable is if it's like a personal history, and even then it's it's best to do it at the table so that the player can explain to ev- all the other players why their personal history is being changed this way. Yeah, like I said, if it if it affects everyone, you for sure want to make sure that everyone's involved in that process. Yeah. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Even if it just affects their view of your character or their view of your situation or whatnot, that's something you really want to... Even if the, the... How am I trying to say this? Even if their opinion does not carry weight in the final decision... What am I trying to say? It's here? important that they're still informed on it. Informed, um, aware, yeah, yeah, informed. And, and they're part of that shared narrative. They're they're participating. Yeah. Hell, actually, even if their characters aren't supposed to know it, if you can trust that person not to metagame, which is a plug for a future episode, <laughs> then it's very useful to have them know your backstory, so that they can kind of guide their character and correctly interact with you and it's kind of like watching a scene in a movie you know everyone's got their own part in the story and just because it's your private history doesn't mean that you don't want the group to know about it sometimes so okay so with that michael would you like to give us a wrap up on this yeah i've been sitting here thinking about all the things that we've discussed and what is important in the use of this particular tool we're not talking about what often happens in comic books where there's a retcon of some storyline and they just, as a company, decide to restart the entire comic book line with a, a change to the story. We're talking about... Michael? I think that can be summed up as we're not talking about Spider-Man and then continue. Anyway. I, I think that's the I first time he's ever interrupted now. your wrap-up. I think no, I've done it often. I think that I'm going to have to cut this because I have strong desires to kill him right now. I I will drive <laughs> to his house. We had a whole discussion about it earlier, folks. It was not pretty. Retcon is a tool that you can use to help solve more immediate issues inside the narrative, whether they're a narrative solution or a mechanical solution. What we're talking about here is having the trust inside the group, to use this tool to help build a stronger and more entertaining narrative so that when you start thinking about the terms of how your character is going to interact with the setting or how this mechanic is going to give you a bonus in the next combat, we want to bring it together and hopefully make the shared narrative more cohesive And retcons don't become a common everyday thing. Yeah, 
Yeah, and I think they should be used a lot less than they should not be used. So, <laughs> I think I think we've made our opinion clear on how you should pretty much search every other alternative rather than just quickly or rather than just quickly going. Let's retcon this. Okay, let's spend the next five minutes correcting all the butterfly effect from this. Yeah. All right. Be well, inventive. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us on our discussion of retcons. I would, I would like to interrupt here real quick and offer our audience a chance to come and and join the community either through our website at seventhlevelbardcast.com or through our Discord, which the link can be found at that website. But we are here to listen and a- answer any questions you might have. Uh, if we have an opportunity, we'd love to talk to you. If you are interactive with the community a lot and you see an opportunity to jump in, maybe we'll have you on as a special guest. But on anything that's not live, on any- we're not having live guests. On anything, Too many people can say too many things. On anything that uh, Jared considers live, we'd like to invite you to come join us. We do have some other uh, social media outlets. We have a Twitter, we have Facebook, and we have Instagram. So please come join us. Yeah, you can help me interrupt Michael in the middle of pitches. And it's rather entertaining. And, and Jared, who is soon to not to be alive. Join oh, I'm going to get murdered. Join us next time when Jared will not be joining us. <laughs> just just replace me with one of those Roombas with a knife strapped onto the top of it. It's going to be the same thing. Oh, I've got plans for replacements. <laughs> yeah, I believe next episode uh we will be talking about meta gaming. So, mm, is that next episode actually? Yeah, pretty sure it is. It pretty is. Sure it's, yeah. So, uh, yeah, metagaming, which uh, we will all have very deep thoughts about. Um, and we may even have guests on. We'll see. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been Jason. This has been Michael. This has been your friendly neighborhood rover bot with a knife strapped to it. Bye-bye. This has been a production of 7th Level Bardcast. Copyright 2021. Listeners are free to use this episode in any non-commercial endeavor, so long as credit is provided to 7th Level Bardcast. You can find links to previous shows, resources, and our social media at 7thLevelBardcast.com. Also, connect with us through our Discord link on the website. We invite our audience to offer feedback, suggest a topic, or for a quick conversation. To support the show, like, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcatcher. Music provided by Arthur Vinke.